Let's begin with key point number one. Key point number one is this. When we surrender to God's will, expect God to speak. When we surrender to God's will, expect God to speak. Look again at verses one and two. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. Do you remember that God spoke to Jonah in chapter 1 and Jonah ignored God's voice? God then stopped speaking to Jonah. But instead, what did he do? God spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. He spoke to the great fish. And once Jonah surrendered to God's will, Jonah hears from God again in chapter 3. I want you to remember from chapter 1 that God is not obligated to repeat his instructions. He's already given Jonah his instructions once. And he'd already told him where he wanted him to go. He already told him what he wanted him to do. And he established that in, in chapter one. But what was Jonah's response? Jonah ran the other direction. Jonah rebelled against God's command. He didn't want to listen to God. And what do we see in response? The next time God speaks, it's not to repeat the command that he gave to Jonah. He had already given that to Jonah. What does God do? God instead speaks to the wind. He speaks to the sea. He speaks to his creation because his creation responds in obedience immediately. What doesn't respond? Mankind. The reason mankind doesn't respond immediately in obedience is because of that second theme of the gospel. We are rebellious, the fall. We sin and we, we choose sinful things. But sometimes we don't hear the voice of God. Henry Blackaby is an author that wrote Experiencing God, and he writes uh, in, concerning how God speaks. He writes, quote, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways, end quote. You know, it's essential in the life of a Christian believer to have the ability to discern the voice of God. I want you to, to be able to discern and listen to the voice of God. If we can't hear God speaking to us as Christians, then something's wrong in our fellowship with the Lord. Something isn't right. We should be able to discern his voice. And if we don't hear God speaking to us in our hearts through his word, then the first thing that we should consider is perhaps... Is there some type of unfinished business that needs to be settled with him? What was the last thing that God wanted me to do? And have I yet done that? Have I followed through in obedience or have I ran away from him? Sometimes in God's silence, it, it, it isn't that he's not there. It's that he's already given us instruction and we're in rebellion to that. And we're ignoring what his instructions are. And because we're in rebellion and running the other direction, we're not listening to the voice of God. We're not submitting to what he has already told us to do. So if you ever sense that God has gone silent in your walk with him, my, my first suggestion would be this. What was the la when was the last time that you talked to him? And what was it that he instructed you to do and then have you been obedient to what he's called you to do? 
If not, the, that silence very well could be he's already told you what to do and you're not wanting to do it and you're living in rebellion, just like Jonah. God's not obligated to repeat over and over and over his instructions that he's already given to you. So that's the first thing that we should do. Ask, if, is my heart in rebellion against God? Is that why I'm having a hard time hearing his voice? The second thing is if God has grown silent in your life as he did in Jonah chapter two, and the storms around you are growing, perhaps God is speaking to you through the circumstances to draw you back to himself. In other words, God didn't speak to Jonah. Again, he had already given him instructions. So what did God do? God then spoke to the, the wind. He then spoke to the waves. He then spoke to the sea. And the sea obeyed him. And then those circumstances around him created an affliction about, about Jonah that would cause him to draw him back to the Lord. So is there something around you? Are there storms around you that's going on because of your rebellion? And those circumstances are there to draw you back to the Lord. You know, we don't seek God's voice through opinion polls on Facebook. We don't discern God's voice through personal feelings. You know, it's so silly. I see this all the time. People uh, go onto Facebook and they have a major life decision to make. And they're polling people on Facebook, the Facebook friends, uh, what should I do? You know, what should I, you know, should I do this or not do this? And it's a, it's a life changing type of decision. And they're just polling people on a social media platform to discern what to do. My suggestion then as Christians is that should be the last place that we ever go. What we want to do as Christians is seek the voice of God. We want to seek his direction. God, what is it that you would have me to do? And we listen closely for the voice of God. And we discern God's voice through his word, the Bible. And then it will be affirmed through circumstances and his people through the local church. Not just our, our social media friends. That, that's where we need to go. In fact, I, I would say this. I'm not saying that you can never ask your social media friends uh, for advice. But I think the type of advice that you might want to seek from them is something like, hey, I'm in St. Louis. Can anybody recommend uh, you know, some restaurants in the area? And then let your Facebook respond to, friends respond to that. However, in instances, in life-changing moments, these, these big decisions in life that we need to make, instead of just seeking the counsel of others, we begin with seeking the counsel of the Lord. We look to his word. You know, I know people who claim the name of Christ, but they put more faith into, into social media and even things like superstitious beliefs rather than God's word. Uh, let, me, let me give you a couple of examples. I know that if someone said, uh, if, if, if I said the weather looks clear and I think if we leave now, we can get to the mall before the storm comes. I know some people that would say this, why oh, you don't say that out loud. Now you've jinxed us and it's going to rain on us. And you might dismiss that and say, that's silly. Don't people don't say that thing, that type of stuff, do they? Let me give you another example of how people follow superstitious practices here. How about this one? You know, my sports team is doing really, really good. We haven't had an injury all year long. 
Now, you say like you say something like that to uh, to a huge sports fan about their team. What? Are, how are they going to respond? Oh, I can't believe you said that. We're gonna, you know, we've been doing so great. Now you said that we're gonna start losing, and what else? We're gonna start experiencing injuries. All because what I said that we're doing really good and we haven't had any injuries. You know, that seems kind of silly, right? But we have these superstitions about our sports teams and superstitions about all these things. How about this one? Find a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have what? Good luck. How about this one? Don't walk under a ladder. It's unlucky. You know, I laugh at that one and I think to myself, you know what a better phrase would be? How about don't walk under a ladder because it's not safe to do so. That would that, that, that makes a lot more sense to me. How about this? How about someone makes a statement and they go, up, oh, knock on wood. Or, hey, let's cross our fingers. Or how about this one for the uh, the Christian that gets a bill at the supermarket or you know the convenience store and the bill is six dollars and sixty six cents and we go oh no what am I going to do? Well, listen, I I get it. Listen, six 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 is the real. It's the mark of the beast. We address this in in our series through Revelation, but it's not about your uh, your convenience store bill. That's not what it's about. Listen, as Christians, those things should not guide our decisions. We don't, we don't think, oh no, I've, I've, I'm going to have bad luck. I broke a mirror. Oh no, I walked, I walked underneath a ladder. Oh no, I, you know, or oh, if I pick up this penny, you know, I'm really going to have, I'm really going to have good luck. Uh, I've, I've even heard people say, oh, I can't pick up that penny because it's tail side up. I only have good luck if it's, if it's head side up. Listen, those things have no place within a Christian's life. Our guidance is not, is not found in those things. Our decisions are to be guided by the Word of God. We've got to do a better job of listening to the voice of God over the voice in the things of this world. 